Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. It's all about the dollars and cents, especially now in Major League Baseball as another work stoppage is happening. Buster Olney from ESPN joins us now on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line to talk about that and more. Buster, it always seems like crazy things are happening when you come on with us, but thank you for the time nevertheless. Well, I, what the last time was before the Braves won the World Series. I wish it could, uh, you know, <laughs> have a horizon quite, uh, quite as good as that one, that's for sure. And it was crazy because you were one of the few buster that said the Braves were going to go all the way. You hit it. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, and I will do it again. The true confession. I also had them losing in the first round of the Brewers. After that, I got it right. Okay, I was okay. knocked down once, but I picked myself up. Well, you know that's like that's like a suicide pool where you can throw the money back in, and I'm yeah. back in. I live another. You learned week. your lesson. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So it looks like baseball hasn't learned any lessons at all. How long do you see this thing going on? You know, I was doing on uh, ESPN last night, we had a uh, baseball tonight uh, as uh, we went around that deadline. And in the midst of that, I got a text message from a, a longtime agent who said that he sent a note to his clients uh, saying, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Valentine's Day, Happy Easter, and I'll talk to you around next uh, Flag Day. Uh, in other words, that's June 14th. That's he, He's very pessimistic um you know some voices i heard um you know around that were similar uh in terms of pessimism you you hope that cooler heads prevail i think they're too you know if you wanted to try to identify sort of the soft underbellies of the two sides on the owner's side there's a lot of concern about these regional sports networks and how much money they're losing and and uh trying to sell tickets during the off season Obviously, the longer that a you know labor stoppage goes on, the more uh, vulnerable the player side is. You would hope that uh, you know that there could be motivation somewhere within that realm. But these two sides, in terms of the working collaborative relationship, it's the worst that I've ever seen. And I can't sit here and tell you, yes, this person or this leader or this uh, you know corner of this side is going to be the the one or the group that uh, that steps out and, and makes change, uh, I'm super pessimistic. All right. Quick answer. Did both sides need to put out statements as quickly as they did? Because obviously they were written. They just had to hit send. Do you like the idea that both sides had to put out, well, let me tell you what the other guy's all about. Why do we have to do that minute one? Well, they're both trying to, especially in this world of social media, they're both trying to get ahead and try to cast the other side as being the evil, you know, force in this. And that's why they, you know, they did this. Unfortunately, what I have found to be, uh, 
you know, very different than, you know, 1994, 95 and other uh, labor situations is there's just not that much talk going on. I don't see and hear about much collaboration, cooperation, ideas being swapped back and forth, spitballing. This is how it works for you. This is how it works for me. Um, it, it does feel like there's more more attention paid to PR. Okay. So is there anything they're actually close on? Because we're going to get to what they're not. But is there anything that would only take a little amount of time to say, tabled, we're good on that? Universal DH, I don't think there's any question that's going to happen. And while the players balked last spring at expanded playoffs, I think it's inevitable that that's part of the whatever agreement they come up with. 14 or 12? Uh, I think I think it'll be 14. I, I think the... You know, that that's a priority for Major League Baseball. And if they get through the other major issues, then, you know, they'll they'll monetize in uh, in their deal with the players uh, something to get the 14 teams. What are they furthest apart on? All of the financial issues. Look, you know, this the seeds of this come from the fact that the players got destroyed in the last CBA negotiations in 2016. They lost a ton of financial ground. Uh, their part of the pie has steadily shrunk since then. Their middle class has been absolutely wrecked since then, and they're trying to get back um, <clears throat> that ground in this labor negotiation. And, you know, the, the, the owners have one vision of, of, of how they can find some middle ground, and the players have uh, very different issues that they're trying to focus on. I, I thought Jeff Passon hit it right on. Uh, a couple weeks ago when he wrote about this, that it feels like one side is talking Spanish and the other side is talking French. Well, I think it speaks volumes, Buster. You've been around this game a long time. For you to say this is as bad as you have seen it, um, there you understand why some are saying June, uh, as far as a possibility, this thing lasting that long. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, and I, as I say, I, I wish, you know, a lot of times we get into the labor situations as we did in 2002 and you know, you could see the points of contention coming up, but then you felt like, you know what, here's the group of players who are going to, you know, lead change to change. I, I, can't, I can't identify that for you. I, I feel like that, uh, you know, on the owner's side, um, you know, they have a distinct view of how things could happen. Uh, and, and the players just have a completely different vision. And I, you know, and I think there's disagreement on the player's side about how to get to what they want to get to to help the middle class. You know, I wrote about it in a piece that's on ESPN.com where Seth Levinson, a uh, longtime agent, basically said uh, that he thinks that, you know, the proposal Major League Baseball put forward to create a, a floor for a lot of these tanking teams, the Orioles and the Pirates maybe being the most prominent current example, <clears throat> he feels like that's a really good way to get potentially to get some of the the middle class paid the leadership of the union doesn't have that there's a lot of concern among a lot of veteran agents about some of the you know some of the decisions being made at the top of the union but i i don't see how that uh, you know that dif- those differences are going to be changed uh to the to the point that uh, we're going to see you know other uh, people emerge at the top of the union uh, food chain i just don't should Ron manfred the commissioner of baseball, the problem I think I have is it doesn't seem like there's a fan voice in that room. And the fact that he works directly for owners, isn't there maybe supposed to be another job? Shouldn't the commissioner be above that? And maybe the guy who's the mouthpiece shouldn't be the commissioner of baseball. It should be the guy that we all openly, socially acknowledge that he works for the owners. It shouldn't be the commissioner. Why is there not one more level on their side? 
Well, if they did have that job, that person it would you know would would be absolutely powerless. It really is no different than any company where uh, you've got you know labor on one side with their leadership, and you have uh, uh, the owners on the other side, management with their leadership. The, I think the difference is is that I think for casual fans, they think of Rob Manfred being quote unquote the commissioner of baseball. No, he's not. He's a lawyer for the for the owners. Exactly, and he's not much more than that. Which <clears throat> and, and you know, there's not going to be someone who's going to step up for the owner or for the for the fans. That's why I'm I'm absolutely fascinated by. You know, this is the first time baseball's had a labor stoppage since the advent of significant social media, and, and I'm really curious about that. How that manifests. You know, both sides I think um, have potential gains through social media. Both sides I think uh, you know they're going to have to deal with some stuff that they probably have never had to deal with in the past. Buster Olney from uh, ESPN with us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. When and if uh, this thing works itself out, how do you feel about Freddie Freeman coming back to Atlanta? Yeah, I think he's going to wind up back there. <clears throat> I know there have been rumblings about the Dodgers getting involved. Um, on the face of it, I, I just – Andrew Freeman, who runs the Dodgers, you know, investing a huge contract in a 32-year-old player is not something that he would do typically. Um, you know, the Yankees, uh, you know, in theory could certainly use Freddie like a lot of teams could, but the Yankees are trying to save their financial ammunition for Aaron Judge. So I'm, I'm skeptical that they would step out in a big way. You know, one of the big questions is whether or not the, the impasse, it all changes Freddie's perspective, and only, you know, he knows that, and I haven't talked to him, uh, changes his perspective uh, on, on playing for the Braves. Does you know, the frustration began to build to the point where, and you know, Freddie, I mean, Freddie's made all the money in the world that he needs. And if he just decides, look, I want to play in a place where I'm most comfortable and all this uh, leads to some unhappiness on his part, where he's like, uh, you know what, I'll go play for less money for the, for the angels or some other team or the Dodgers. Um, I, I don't know if he's to that point, but that's one of the questions I have about the negotiation I'm surprised the Braves haven't taken it off the board because he's a legacy player. It feels like in the numbers we've heard that there potentially could be some middle ground. I mean, my God, find it, uh, especially right after the Braves, uh, you know, came up with, the, you know, won the championship, made more money, and the fact that they've got a couple of their key guys under contract uh, early in their careers in Acuna and Albies, uh, you know, at team-friendly rates. Do you think Boston might get in? I don't. Um, again, I you know their their uh, head of baseball operations is Hein Bloom, who came mm-hmm. from the Tampa Bay Rays. Paying a player that kind of dollars at first base in his early 30s runs completely counter to you know the analytic world uh, on how they view that. And that's not to say anything about Freddie as a player. Um, that's just, I mean, that's where those teams and the teams run. I mean, look at the Dodgers. They've, they used about eight different guys at first base every year. You know, Max Muncie, Cody Bellinger, uh, you know, other infielders. They cycle through a bunch. The Rays do that as well. Um, I, I just I don't see the, the, uh, the Red Sox doing that. Um, and on top of that, their top pick from, uh, what, two years ago, uh, Cassis, is a first baseman. Their top prospect is a first baseman. So the idea that they're going to give huge dollars to a first baseman, I'm skeptical. I could be wrong. All it takes is, uh, you know, one executive to step out of, uh, you know, conventional wisdom and to make that deal. But I have my doubts.
how unfair is this statement? And, and let me preface it with, if I was going to drop any guy in my clubhouse in all of baseball, any guy, it's Max Scherzer. I'm taking Max Scherzer. I want him in my clubhouse before anybody else. But he's on this committee of eight or whatever the hell it is, and he was talking a little bit. Uh, when you sign a $130 million deal, is it unfair of me to say he's got to pull himself off that committee? Uh, no. If you look at the I, – I, I, well, I do think it's – I don't think it's necessarily unfair, but I would tell you that, you know, the history of the union is, and you know this, that they feel like that they need to get the most prominent players involved. You know, Johnny Bench, Tom Glavin, uh, you know, David Cohn, really important players, uh, you know, some of the high-profile guys to have leadership. Um, I, I am really curious to see as we go along here because as this is – has played out the last six years, it's the middle class among the players uh, that has absolutely gotten gouged. You know, their average free agent contract has dropped from $11.8 million uh, in 2014 to almost half of that, 6.2 in 2020. And I've wondered, you know, as this is playing out and the middle class grows, you know, how they're going to feel on one hand where, you know, Max Scherzer goes out and gets uh, $130 million. And on the other hand, you see, you know, five dozen middle-class players get hammered. You know, how that, that conversation is going to be within the union about who, well, who exactly is the system working for? Do, do you think the arbitration years change at all when all is said and done? I do not. Um, and that's something that the union proposed. They want to reduce from two-plus years to two years. The answer they got back from the owners was, look, we can't sell that to our small market teams. Uh, as I say, you know, some uh, – the union's perspective is they can get those middle-class players paid more if you pay younger players more money. They feel like that that'll help. Um, there are some uh, agents who believe it's better if you created those floors that we talked about where you can tell teams like the Pirates – the Orioles, the Indians, to spend at least $100 million in payroll. All right, Buster, let's hope that cooler heads do prevail. Did I can't say, believe I'm saying that about baseball because most likely it's not going to happen, but a man can dream over the holidays, can't he? Did you say Flag Day? <laughs> yes, he did. I did say Flag Day. That's that, that was the text message that I got, which was beyond what I was thinking. I was thinking, you know, an agreement in later, later in March. But the more people I talk to, we, you know, we, we go through that whole conversation. Okay. Who is going to be the mechanic of change? And it's hard to find that person. It's hard to identify that person. All right. Real quick, do you play poker? Have you played poker? Yes. Okay. Who's the only person who knows what your hand is? You, right? Okay. You're the only person who knows what you have in your hand. What's the right. owner's hand? What's the player's hand? Because I know the players are going to make it sound like they got a full house. They might have a pair of threes when all is said and done. What do you think the hand is? What's the owner's hand? What's the player's hand? Well, the owner's hand, uh, the the player's hand is uh, the fact that they are they are the game, right? <laughs> they are they. It's not like you can go out and find a bunch of more workers who can do what Freddie Freeman does or do what that you know what Tom Glavin did back in the day. They are the game, and they also, I think, probably will have more of an ability to foster sentiment on their side uh, uh, um, on social media. On the owner's side, ultimately their biggest hammer is the fact that they own the game. And, and it's funny you use the poker comparison. I've compared this showdown to 
with the players on one side of the table and the owners on the other side to neighborhood poker game where one of the players and that being the player or one of the uh, players in the game that being the players association has a stack of chips worth twenty dollars and on the other side you've got the other neighbor who's got a pile of chips worth a thousand the long game in the end if it goes on the owners are going to win that if we get into midsummer if we get into late in the year and we still don't have resolution at some point the fact that the players excuse me the owners have more access to wealth will work on their on their end all right buster we'll see how it plays itself out and we'll talk about it certainly in the not too distant future have a great holiday season we'll talk soon as always we thank you for the time fingers crossed guys <laughs> Same here. Buster only with us on the uh, Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.